Karthik, wonderful to see you. Uh, you know, you've done us proud in, in your playing days as a cricketer and you're doing a great job as far as the broadcasting is concerned. How are you doing and most importantly, how are your, your family and you, I hope, all safe and healthy? Hi, Rishikesh. Uh, thanks. Thanks, firstly, for having me. Thanks for your kind words. Yeah, everything is fine. So far, so good. God's grace cannot complain. But yeah, these are tough times, challenging times, unprecedented times. So yeah, at the moment, the family is fine. Great to know. I'm going to start with your playing career before we get into the broadcasting. You know, stellar job in ODIs for India. There's a 6 for 27 against Australia, which I thought was a standout performance. 2007, you also picked up uh, the Man of the Match award because you scored 21 in that game. Memories, please, Karthik. Uh, happy memories, man. Uh, of course, playing for India is, a, is what you uh, want to achieve at the end of the day. For me, it started in 1999. So, I would actually say that getting the test cap in 99 was a big feeling for a for a young kid who never wanted to play the game and who wanted to be a genetic engineer. Uh, ending up representing your country and playing a test match at Vankhede against South Africa, getting your test cap and hat from Kapil Dev and uh, Sachin Tendulkar was a big thing. Yes, 6 for 27 happened along the way, but for me, obviously, and also it happens to be a world record figure for, for a left-arm spinner in the history of one-day cricket. So yeah, it, it's a happy memory, but I would still put my, getting my test cap in 99 at a higher level is what I, I would say. Which is actually a brilliant segue into the test. Uh, that 4 for 44 at the Wankade comes to mind, Karthik. Special day for you. You also had a 3 for 32 in the second innings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Anil Kumble, Harbhajan Singh taking a 5 for each. A low-scoring game, but we won by 13 runs. I'd like you to recount salient features. Look, I, I actually wasn't playing the game, to be very honest. I had no idea that I would be playing the game, firstly. And the game before was the Nagpur Test match, which was a green-seeming wicket. So when I got to play the game and getting the ball ahead of Anil in the second innings when we had to defend 103 and getting three in three or three in two overs, if I'm not mistaken, actually put us on a driver's seat. And that's that's what earned me the man of the match in that game because it was Ponting, Clark and Martin in, in two overs. So yeah, that was the only test match we won in that entire year. So it was a big day for many of us. And, and most importantly, to beat a team like Australia, just defending 103 was a big day. You really prospered in English domestic cricket. I mean, your, your stint with Middlesex in 2007, your 12 wickets in the Pro 40 games must have been really special. Plus, you were part of Middlesex's 2020 winning squad in 2008. So, I'd like you to talk about the county scene there. Look, uh, county was one place where, again, it happened by chance because I was in Zimbabwe in 2005 when I got a call from my wife saying that Mike Watkinson is trying to reach out to you. Uh, he's, the, he's the director of cricket at Lancashire. And uh, so, and when I spoke to him, he said, can you come over to England for the last five, six weeks to come and play? And I was not doing because after the one day leg of the tournament, I was not part of the test series. So I could have gone. So that's, that's what got me into county cricket for the first time. And while growing up, Mr. Bishan Bedi had always said that your education is never complete till you play in England. So for me, that was my foray into county cricket. And luckily for me, my first game for Lancashire, I got 10 wickets on debut against a very strong Essex side, which had Andy Fla, Grant Fla, Nasser, Ronnie Rani, uh, Alistair Cook, Ravi Bopara, and all those guys. So, and uh, funnily, it also happens to be the only overseas player to get a 10-wicket on debut for Lancashire. And they've had Murli Tharan and Vasim Akram and all those guys. So I think that, that set the tone for me. Although you're an international cricketer, until the time you don't do well in county cricket, they don't rate you. 
to be very honest and and it continued because i played two years for lancashire and then uh, playing i played three years for middlesex three years for somerset and ended up with surrey so nine whole years of county cricket along with your india and domestic cricket in india i think uh, it was good look there have been different moments I, i i don't remember the wickets to be very honest so yeah county cricket was good county cricket was very very good Your buddy VVS Lakshman talks about the best spell uh, he has ever seen you bowl during the Irani Cup against Mumbai in 2000 you grabbed uh, nine wickets in the second innings to win rest of the rest of India the game uh, you have happy memories of that i'm sure so let's talk about that yeah again i broke a record there because i think the previous best was ravi shastri if i'm not mistaken so to get 5 and 9 in one game against uh, a strong side like mumbai and also i just made my test debut so it, it was a good thing look nine wickets and i was nearly i was going to get the perfect 10 as well very close to it how, how do i how do i put it when you play 26 years of cricket and what 20 years of around first class cricket you end up achieving a few things and that's how i would put it ah uh, yeah one of those moments where as i always say it was your kind of a day every dog has his day i had my day <laughs> putting it modestly what i loved about you is that you had the body language of a fast bowler even though you were a spinner is that something you adopted uh, as time went by karthik or was it uh, a p- part of your personality from your early days in school cricket or great cricket I don't know Rishi I think uh, I when I look back at my time now yes I've been branded as somebody who was too aggressive on the field that sort of an image has actually spilled over onto my normal life as well so people end up tagging you as oh he's aggressive and he's got that kind of an attitude sort of a thing but it it was just limited to the field is what i thought and i don't think it was a put on it was just a bit of how do how do i put it i've always felt that i was all everyone else was much better than me I always felt inadequate as a cricketer not insecure but inadequate as a cricketer I always felt that the others were much better than me so it was a bit of a dog fight or that's possibly the way I would G myself up for for a fight is what I would say and possibly with that as they call it the yellow line fever <laughs> that's what I had and I I started off as a seamer so I don't think there's any aggression because of that because it I had to be quick enough to be aggressive and I was a slow seamer so I don't think any aggression could have come by being a slow seamer I was not going to hit anybody I could have only been hit so I just feel that it was just my inherent fighting personality on the sports field that that wasn't even part of my my set question list but that's quite remarkable you started off being a seamer when did you switch to spin and why <laughs> I started off as a seamer for Tamil Nadu I played under 12 and under 13 cricket played south zone and got transferred to my father got transferred to delhi and when i reached delhi my coach mr mp singh at the national stadium he looked at me and i was what i had finished my 10th standard going into 11th and i was 5 feet 2 inches and not the guy you look at right now and he said he's, he looked at me and he said karthik you might be you might have been playing for tamil nadu but uh, this part of your journey if you don't switch to spin and batting I think you'll go nowhere because you're too puny, too thin to be bowling, to be bowling fast. And I think that's where I made the switch. Luckily for me, I had Vishen uh, Bedi and Manandar Singh right there. So, question of being at the right place at the right time, sort of a thing. And that that was one of the reasons why I switched because I was too puny and too thin to have bowled fast. As as I said, when I started bowling fast, I I couldn't have hit anybody. It was so slow that you could have had chai, pakoda, and all, and then played me. 
<laughs> you want to listen to Karthik through this Boxing Day test. Uh, the Border Gavaskar Trophy, it's all the action. Starts 5 a.m. Live and exclusive on Sony 6, Sony 10 1 and Sony 10 3 in Hindi. And of course, the third test that shall start the 7th of January, go up till the 11th. 5 a.m. starts again on the same set of channels on the Sony Sports Network. In 2007, I mean, it was a key year. You had a very good one-day series against Australia and India. We just spoke about a stellar bowling performance early on. You finished as the second best bowler. You took the Man of the Match award in Mumbai. On the back of such a good performance, Karthik, you were obviously looking forward to travel to Australia to play the CB series, but you weren't picked. How did you get over those disappointments? I mean, are you a spiritual person, philosophical person? Because I believe pure pragmatism and pure practicality cannot get you through stuff like that, that big hurdle in your life. Yeah, you're right. Uh, look, 99 to 2008, the time I played for India, I think I must have made 15 comebacks because I was getting dropped and coming back. And yeah, when I got dropped after that man of the match spell and then a world record spell, so to say, I was bitterly disappointed and I would be lying through my front teeth if I said no. But that's when I was disappointed for quite a while. And that's where a very dear friend of mine said something which has stayed with me from that time onwards. And he looked at me and he was disappointed for me as well. And he was my schoolmate. And as I said, a very dear friend. And he looked at me and he said, Karthik, I want to ask you a few questions. And I said, go ahead. He said, do you have a good family? I said, yes. Do you have lovely friends? I said, yes. Select set of friends? I said, yes. Do you think you have a good life? I said, yes. He said, stop looking up, start looking down. And I didn't understand. I said, his name is Pratik. So I said, what do you mean? And he said, if you look up, you'll only see the guys who are playing and you'll feel, oh, why, is, why are they playing and why, what did I do wrong? If you look down, you will realize that there are millions and millions willing to give their left arm and left leg to be where you are. And I think that day changed it for me. There was no disgruntled feeling, no disappointment. That attitude of gratitude, which I had, and sometimes you end up missing it or losing it when things go against you. It came back to me that, look, you always felt that you were not good enough to play for India. You played for India for nine years and you got dropped. Life is not fair. It's your karma and which is something which you've always believed in. So take it like that and, and have that attitude that the place where you are, the situation you are in, lots of people want to be there. So no point in complaining. And that's when everything changed for me. Well, God bless Pratik and God bless you for following up on those words. In other words, friends always advise and, you know, we kind of shrug it off. Uh, I want to come back to that debut at, at Lanks, uh, Karthik. You know, uh, after a 10 for 168 against Essex, like you said, you know, you know, finished at the, at the, if I'm not mistaken, the second position behind Murli in the averages mm. table. So, you know, that was absolutely mm. stupendous. What happens for a young fast bowler when he makes such an impact on his first game of county cricket is, you know, he really thinks he's on top of the world, you know. One always worries saying my god will he go astray and things like that do you go back to and look at the younger karthik and and feel what you felt at that no, point look, of time? i've always been a, a, of a very spiritual bent of mind and i was not bowling fast then i was bowling spin so i don't think it it changed anything in me because that is what i was used to doing i was always wanting to be a match winner and and when i reached there we had in our bowling lineup we had jimmy anderson we had dominic cock we had sajid mahmood Andrew Simons, Stuart Law, guys like that. So for me, when you are the overseas player and it was just going and living up to my own reputation, which I had set, not for anyone else. And I was just lucky that I got a 10 for on debut. Little did I realize that I had set a record in the process. And that was conveyed to me later on once I, uh, once I achieved it. But it was always the question of living one day at a time, to be very honest. And and as cricketers and as sportspersons, there's never, there's no point in getting too ahead of or too far ahead of yourself. You 
or you're always trying to be as good as you can be and that's what i i've always tried to achieve and for me didn't change anything i was just <laughs> sometimes it actually works the other way around if you've set a if you've got off to a great start then you have to live up to that reputation as well for the rest of your life or for the rest of your time with the team you played substantially for kkr in the ipl recall some moments that remain etched in your memory kartik lots of wonderful memories i i can never forget when lalit modi told us during an india pakistan game that this is what's going to happen and guys will go for so much and nobody believed nobody could have envisaged that kind of a day that guys are going for million plus dollars and things like that not that i went for that but so the first game was itself a proper crackerjack game because brendan mccallum got 158 we won by a handsome margin and 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 it seemed as if ipl had arrived with that kind of a of a start and also to play a, for a high value and a fancied side like uh, kkr with star owners and just the entourage itself was starry all the time i think different different sort of a feel and obviously playing alongside ricky ponting brendan mccallum gail who has been a long time friend and and your own teammates i think it was just fabulous ajit ajit agarkar was there with me as well those 3 years so we had some great memories of playing yes we didn't win too much Uh, especially the first year and the second year but yeah happy memories of playing for us uh, for a good side which possibly underachieved massively let's come to the broadcasting you're in the broadcast team for sony sports network i mean a really incredible lineup there's there's uh, glen mcgraw nick knight sanjay manjrekar ajit agarkar harsha how's the bts like they say behind the scenes vibe look uh, we we are all part of a bubble as the times are such that you cannot leave and go anywhere else and to maintain the hygiene and to maintain the sanctity so that nobody gets infected i think we've all been part of a bubble i was part of a bubble before this the ipl bubble for 65 days so and and we spend a lot of time together because we can't go anywhere else we are we are possibly what should, as they say conjoined to the hips <laughs> to of each other because you're in the hotel you're in the studio then you come back to the hotel you meet each other at the gym or or around the pool side the areas where we are allowed the eating place the breakfast area and and everyone gets along with everyone else and it's it's just great because you end up sharing lots of stories so uh, things which you didn't know about so many people things from england things from australia your own seniors like sanjay and maya ajay jadeja was with my senior from school and yeah you're constantly discussing cricket which is great yes we do it for sony we do it for the tv as well but beyond that just your your understanding of the game and what people think and how they go about it i think it's a, it's a it's a massive eye opener and as i said everybody's played with or against one another so that camaraderie is always there you know broadcasters can really get under your skin in beautiful ways i mean uh, as kids growing up uh, those voices are uh, unmistakable i still listen to dan maskell at wimbledon or richie benno uh, in a game and you know i get those goosebump inducing moments your favorite broadcaster of all time and why do you look up to him or her uh, i've got Karthik? lots of uh, people whom i have really enjoyed i've always been a huge fan of the way harshabai and uh, alan wilkins present a game and the kind of questions they ask and things like that it once you get into broadcast you understand the different requirements as a commentator i've always been a huge huge fan of uh, nasser hussain and i think the way he talks about it and understands different roles it's just exceptional him from the toss just that versatility which he has to the presentation and as i said a commentator big fan of ian bishop and simon dool as well they are just outstanding commentators and uh, who else can i think of 
Ian Smith from New Zealand, again, a very, very good commentator. So, yeah, but I would say Nasser Hussain is my all-time favourite. Lovely. Let's get your thoughts now on the current uh, India squad uh, players. Do you think Shubman Gill and KL Rahul should now be in the test squad, Karthik? They are in the test squad. It's just that whether... In the playing look, level. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, uh, Rishi, because look, if you thought that KL Rahul was good enough, yes, there's a part of everyone which is going to say that he got dropped because of test match cricket where he didn't get runs, which is the fact. And now he's back in the team because his form of late has been exceptional in white ball cricket, which is also a fact. But he has been to Australia. He's done well. You have picked Prithvi Shaw for a reason. And, and life is all about... You look at the great Australian side. Why were they good? They were good because they made it very difficult for players to come into the team. But they also made it very difficult for them to be dropped from the team. So basically, you're waiting for players to succeed, not for them to fail. And that's how you create a team. You, you're not going to create a team by chopping and changing. You're going to create a team and a good team by giving people the confidence. So... I have never been a huge fan of massive changes, wholesale changes, because it doesn't send the right signal within the team and to the opposition and to everyone else. So, yes, you have. You can only pick 11. Obviously, Shami and Virat Kohli miss out. So, it's, it's going to be interesting because I don't want Riddhiman Saha to be dropped because he's an exceptional keeper. He can bat. And a bad half an hour of 40 minutes doesn't define a team. It has happened to the best teams. You can you can lose a game by having a bad half an hour or 45 minutes or one hour, whatever, of play. And that's exactly what happened in Adelaide. So, can't blame them too much. They, we, we did boss that game in the first two days. Just went completely awry in the last, uh, what should I say, afternoon, third afternoon. So, I'm not a massive fan of too many changes. But you'd like to see Shubman Gill in there in that playing eleven. Uh, no, uh, uh, look, it's, it, it ups, it's up to the team. I, look, Prithvi Shaw was picked for a reason. So I would say that you back him. Back him. That's why I'm saying that wait for people to succeed, not for them to fail. Your thoughts on Mohamed Siraj? I mean, like you just said, Shami is out. You're reading on Sani versus Mohamed Siraj. Look, they look like very good red ball bowlers. But test cricket is different. Test cricket is about being able to channel that nervous energy, having that consistency over five days. White ball cricket is very different because you bowl four overs or ten overs at staggered times at different times and, and you get away with it and it's not it's very different to red ball bowling. Red ball bowling is all about consistency, being there, thereabouts, and having the energy. You your first spell, your second spell, your third spell all have to be incisive. So it's going to be interesting. Siraj looks like a very good bowler because he's got that wicket taking capability. Navdeep Saini again hits the deck hard. So yeah. Not too much to choose between them. It's a question of what the team management thinks, whom they feel, because they're all there. They understand who's bowling better and who suits this, the kind of change which is required once Shami is gone. So it'll be interesting to see who gets the nod. The wicket-keeping imbroglio, I mean, you did say uh, very briefly that you'd like to see Saha continue, but there are people who are turning around and saying, considering how Rishabh did in that warm-up warm up game, and also, you know, keeping an eye on the future, might be interesting to uh, breed him in now. Look, he's been part of the test team and he's done well, but also there have been lots of... The consistency factor is what is very important with Rishabh Pant. Riddhiman Sa is an outstanding glovesman. He's a very good batsman. And in fact, after the first game, I did say with, with Virat gone, I can you can put extra responsibility on Rishabh Pant because he can be a match winner. He can be the X factor. Allow him to just play as a batsman and and allow Riddhiman Saha to keep. Interesting. Would you play both Jadeja and Ashwin or would you just play only Ashwin or Jadeja? Look, uh, it depends. Thoughts. It depends, uh, Rishi. Again, we're all sitting here and... Uh, 
till the time you don't have a look at the wicket and what it is and how it might play out given the third day fourth day i think you need to keep that in mind also ravindra jadeja the batsman has come leaps and bounds has come a long way because he's always a very good batsman it's a question of consistently doing that at the test level at the international level so you do you want to give him the extra responsibility going in with five bowling options is always a the good ploy is what i've always felt you've got more options and he can bat and he's an exceptional fielder so i don't mind having both ravichandran ashwin and jadeja in the team rahane's batting position karthik thoughts on that look with virat gone i would assume and i would hope that he comes in at number 4 because ajinkya the player i've played against he was always an opener in first class cricket yes he's doing a different job for the indian cricket team he's batting in the middle order but ajinkya the opener is what i've seen so he can always bat at number 4 and that and the other position hanuma vihari again is the top order batsman for his first class side it's just that once you get into the indian team you do things to the as per the requirement of the team so hanuma vihari can bat at number 5 which ajinkya has taken and i would say again i would say the same thing pat rishabh pant even pujara as an opener is also a great op- option yeah, those are interesting options pujara as an opener rishabh because he's been going in early anyway so he's used to it <laughs> well said tongue in cheek but well said have you ever been part of a boxing day test match at the mcg i mean they always talk about it being a, a magical atmosphere either as a spectator or as a player or on, uh, on the bench or as a commentator uh, talk about that yep yeah, uh, 2003 2004 i was part of the squad i didn't i didn't play the boxing day test match but i was part of it as you rightly said electric atmosphere very different from eden gardens at full pack or full cock or uh, would you say more or less the same the roar and the enthusiasm uh i've played at eden gardens when you could uh, fit in 110000 so that kind of atmosphere is tough but you have to remember that uh, mcg is a huge venue it's just huge so to you need to have very strong shoulders or very strong body to hit the ball a long way it's a, as i said it's a huge infrastructure so sometimes that takes away even if it was packed to the rafters it takes away the roar which only an indian ground can produce correct uh, completely as an aside i mean i i loved the fact that you spoke to uh, natarajan in tamil <laughs> and uh, you I know you're doing you a hindi commentary one of my tamil <laughs> no no actually it was it was pretty good for a delhi tamil you know you always think of us as bombay tamils and then there are delhi tamils the authentic guys are the guys who pass judgment but it, it was a nice touch i mean you do your hindi commentary your english commentary and then you're able to reach out to him in in the language that he's most comfortable in what do you think of natarajan as a cricketer and as a person Look the person he seems very soft and whatever I've known of him or whatever I've met him seems like a very very soft guy very unassuming down to earth son of the soil kind of a a guy as a bowler I think he's got great skills we we've seen that because T20 is a tough arena to to perform and execute it and even he was he was unfazed when he played international cricket imagine the kind of story from where he has come from that small place in Salem and now taken as a net bowler and then things open for you because some mishap happens to someone else and you get a chance to play and you grab it with everything you've got and do well help india win games and do exceptionally well i think it's a great story and i and i i just hope and pray that he gets stronger and fitter and also international cricket the pitfalls of fame i hope that he stays away from it that is something which happens to most young players and coming from a small place you you can you can be swept by those things so you need to be guarded against it and i hopefully he's got people around him who keep him away from those kind of enticements and stuff like that karthik what do you make of mitchell swepson the the new aussie spin sensation 
I wouldn't call him a spin sensation, to be honest. He's okay. He's okay for red ball cricket. Oh, sorry, for white ball cricket. Red ball cricket, I'm not too sure. Let's have a couple of lines on Ashwin, Kuldeep and Chahal. Just a few words on, on the three of them. Ashwin has been exceptional. Look, he's uh, the kind of records you set in the process. Fastest to 50, 100, 150. It's just mind-blowing. And one thing which is always interesting with Ashwin is that He's always trying to remodel, reinvent and push the bar. I think that is something which has always been nice. He's not happy with what he's got, which is, you can look at it in different ways. People might say, why break something when it's not broken or why change something? But he thinks differently. So you have to respect and admire that quality in Ashwin. Chehel has been good for India in white ball cricket. Wish him well in his married life as well now that he's married. And and again, an interesting story for somebody who was sitting in the, in the benches of Mumbai. And then he's one of the lead bowlers in IPL now. It's a great story. And for India in, in white ball cricket. I think he's, he's a crafty little one. And Kuldeep, I think, is somebody who needs to be given a lot of uh, love and care because he was your second go-to spinner in white ball cricket and suddenly he's not getting to play. He didn't get to play in the IPL and uh, even now, those sporadic chances aren't helpful to anybody who's done well for you. So hopefully there are people around him who take care of that kind of the emotional quotient. You know, I know you said uh, very briefly that it was just a bad half an hour or 45 minutes in Adelaide, but uh, cricket fans are still devastated at what, <laughs> what really happened. Was it just a question of Australia being very hungry after what happened last time and the way Pujara and the others wore them down in our first ever victory on Australian soil, coming back hungrier, harder, or maybe our guys coming off the back of a uh, few of us having not played too much cricket, the IPL guys coming in with playing too much cricket any combination of those factors what happened in Adelaide I would just say as I always say in cricket it's a simple game where strange things can happen so if they were had, if they had to come hard they would have come hard in the first innings yes they bowled brilliantly all of them but it was just a bad half hour where everything they did ended up turning right Okay, we're going to do some lifestyle questions before we, we wrap. Your favorite ground in the world would be uh, what and why <laughs> uh, a couple of them actually three of them uh, Lords, because I played there for three years at Middlesex. I love the Queen's Park Oval in Trinidad and I love the Sydney Cricket Ground. So, all three at par. Trinidad? That's all, 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 for, all for different reasons. Yeah, Trinidad is interesting. Give me uh, a reason. It's a beautiful ground. When you sit in the dressing room, you've got those two mountains and just the atmosphere, the Trini per se, and it's just electric. Only any, only someone who's travelled to West Indies and played there and been part of it will understand that kind of an atmosphere. Lovely. What kind of music do you listen to? What's on your phone? Everything. Anything, actually. From reggae to guzzles to Carnatic to, you call it, I have everything on my iPod. Not my phone. <laughs> I know you're really... I'm, I'm surprised because <laughs> people have given up to the iPod and moved to the phone. So you're old school in that department. Yeah, I am because I feel that you're unnecessarily blocking up a lot of storage uh, given. And I, it's not as True. if I use the phone to as an iPod. So I prefer that smaller iPod any day. Fair enough. In terms of a sport that you love playing, I know you're very passionate about golf. Now your Insta feed, your social media feed is full of it and uh, caps. The great couple, they gave you your test cap and you seem to be golfing off with him, teeing off with him a lot. Any other sport that you're passionate about or you were even, you know, maybe not as good as cricket, but played I it played well? I played TT for my school. In fact, I played alongside Chetan Babur as well. We had some wonderful TT players at Padma Seshadri in Chennai. Apart from that, I used to love tennis. I used to watch a lot of tennis, but not any longer. But golf, golf is my game. I can spend hours 
on the golf course and at the range and at the practice area. You leave me there and except for my five, six hours of sleep, I can spend the whole time there. Your favorite all-time, your all-time favorite Indian cricketer and why? Your all-time favorite international cricketer and why? Indian cricketer is a tough one for me, Rishi, because you've admired different people at different times. For me, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Maninder Singh growing up. Everybody has been a huge fan of Kapil Paji for what he did for the country, uh, Mr. Gavaskar. And I played alongside some of the best in the world. I played alongside Rahul for India Simmons and also with India, Sachin Tendulkar, Viru, VVS Lakshman. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Zaheer Khan. So there are lots of them. Harbhajan, Anil. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very tough one, to be honest. My all-time international favorite would be Steve Waugh, any day. Because of his captaincy, his playing? No, from, a, from the time I was growing up, that was somebody whom I always admired for his tenacity and just the dogfight which he had. And then while I was playing, huge fan of Matthew Hayden. Your, your advice to young spinners, especially in this T20 age, when they're getting tonked all over the place? I think uh, every spinner needs to work out what his game plan is, what his skill set is. And I've always believed that the art of bowling well in uh, T20 cricket is to minimize damage. You can't bowl wicket-taking deliveries because you bowl different overs at different times. So the art, so what they need to develop is the art of bowling the right ball to the right batsman at the right time. So you need to know what to bowl when. Well said. Your mentor in spin bowling, you did mention Bishan Bedi and Maninder Singh ahead earlier. Apart from the two of them, anybody who uh, whose advice you took, you, you looked up to, especially during your days as a youngster, looking to bowl spin? No, I think that somewhere I would always advise young spinners to, to keep it simple because uh, too many cooks can spoil the broth here. For me, Bishan Bedi and Maninder Singh said the same thing because money we have learned from Bishan Bedi, so you don't, you don't want to confuse yourself. Keep it simple. Stick to people whom you trust and who have seen or know your game. So, nobody apart from them too. So, this Bishan Bedi school of bowling, which uh, Maninder Singh is also part of, now Karthik is part of. What is the, the biggest ethos, principle of that school of bowling? Firstly, you need to be a big-hearted bowler to be a spinner because you are going to get tongue. And secondly, if you don't spin the ball, you are just a slow bowler. So, Bishan Bedi was very particular about it. The first thing which he asked was, who's a spinner? A spinner is who spins the ball, not who just comes and rolls the ball. So, for a spinner, you need to spin the ball and need to have a big ticker. Yeah. Logical question. Who is your favorite, most favorite spinner of all time and why? Oof, tough one again. Tough one again, Rishi. Name a couple. I don't name have couple. one particular yeah, one. Name, particular name a couple one of a few through the generations. Yeah. Saklen, big fan of Saklen, big fan of Shane Vaughan, big fan of Bajji. Manivia, of course. As I said, I grew up idolizing him. Swan, very fond of Swan, the bowler. So quite a few spinners, Daniel Vettori and old school Phil Edmonds. So lots of guys. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. A skipper whom you played under for country or for club or franchise whom you really admired and why? The late VB Chandrasekhar because he made me the bowler I was. I played seven years under him for India Simmons and uh, he just made me the bowler I was because I wasn't a spinner. I was I just, uh, sorry, I, I was a fast bowler and I turned to spin. So playing first division cricket under him and a lot of Buchi Babu and all the other tournaments, those competitive tournaments under him when I was 16, 17, made me the bowler I am. My captain at Railways, Abhay Sharma, was a huge influence because he treated me like a match winner and he used me like a match winner. And also, uh, Mohamed Azruddin, because I played a lot under him, the Wills Trophy and Challenger Trophies and all those things. 
and a huge fan of azubai the captain the way he handled bowlers and, and you yourself have mentored quite a few in the railways you know it's exemplary how you've gone back and you know just been around the team and helped them it must be important to you to mentor Yeah absolutely I think that is something which I wanted to do although the last 4 5 years I could have gone somewhere else and played as a professional and made some money I just felt that railways was the place where which gave me a chance where no no one else was giving me a stage to perform and uh, I was the senior most left because Sanjay Bangar had gone Yere Gaud had gone Abhay Sharma was the coach and he was going to move as well so I just felt that uh, my last few years should be spent at the place which gave me everything and we had a few young players coming through and you don't leave them in a lurch because you need a senior head a senior old hand who can control them who can guide them and that's one of the reasons i i ended up playing 2 3 years when i could have gone somewhere else karthik i really admired the way you played the game your bowling your attitude uh, on the field and i'm really enjoying your broadcasting thank you very much for the time you gave me i mean it's you're going into a very frenetic few days of broadcasting it's going to be you know all day as <laughs> getting up early you know you could have easily used this day as your last rest day before the boxing day test and you've given me so much of your time god bless yeah, you and all, Rishi. Look, thank you uh, thanks thanks for speaking to me because at the end of the day we do nothing we're just sitting i'm either reading a book or watching netflix or one of those ott channels <laughs> or spending some time amongst ourselves so i've not done anything extraordinary or out of the blue here so don't thank me for that it's it's great talking to you thank you very much cheers, cheers have Rishi. a good one cheers Bye. man thank you